0: So yeah, Chris told me this is, um, or rather, I guess Twitter told me that this is supposed to be like a family show or something. So I'm going to do my best to hide my <laughs> swearing. Sure
1: well, that. I thought I, I thought I censored them all good when I did it, but I might have missed it. So missed uh, a few. you
0: missed a few, but I want to get this out of the way right now. So, uh, okay. here you go, Chris. This clip is for you. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Damn. Ass. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> motherfucker, piece of shit. <laughs> God damn it, motherfucker. Alright. Popper to the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com.
1: This is Popper to the People. Uh, with me tonight is Chris. Hello. And uh, Peter will not be with us tonight. He is taking the night off. So it's rough working in podcast host. All right, it's just just stressful. So we will hope we'll see him next week. So it's just me and Chris tonight. But uh, how was your how was your week, Chris? It
0: was pretty good. You know, getting today off because of a uh, good old Veteran's day yeah
1: it's good do you do any dailies at all
0: oh I did a ton of dailies I did a uh, so I did a Zorious kitty played played that in the daily yeah which is the uh, acid trip combo 2 would with it and I I lost twice to affinity so I was like oh man if I was just playing delver I could have counter all those stupid things <laughs> so I played delver in the next daily and I four would it pretty sweet, and I actually won the tournament. Nice. And then Wizards decided not to post the tournament results from the ninth, so I didn't get published. Isn't that, isn't that depressing?
1: <laughs> it's like, I won!
0: Yeah, I was like, Sea Weaver won the tournament. It was the biggest tournament of the day, too. It was 119 people. It was, yeah. it was uh, yes, the ninth yeah. tournament. See, so it was the biggest tournament of the day. Um, and then this morning, I played Urzatron in a daily. 2 2 that. I lost... Delver Fiend and the Mirror. Uh-huh. And that's on the that's on the Magic Gathering Strat YouTube channel. And we'll put the links to that in the show notes. Yep. Uh, I also played the one of the two ticket Tuesday events and I went I got uh three booster packs from it. That's cool. So I was like what the semi semifinals? I don't remember.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. No wait, I got.
0: What? No, what? I got. I got two booster packs. Sorry. Oh, that's, yeah, at least <laughs> you got something for it. Yeah, two two boosters. So I got third place or fourth place or something, and um, uh, for that,
1: pretty sweet. I'd say. And how long
0: is that going on? Uh, the month of November, I believe.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna be talking about here news here shortly. So. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, anything else or is about it.
0: Uh what else?
1: Well I played the Justin
0: uh team league yeah. and team D V C beat us pretty handily. E Hustle took us down. Uh took down me and Sneak Attack Kid with the Tortured Existence yeah. deck. Yeah. And then uh Drinker, who's our third teammate, beat him with Stompy. And then beat Drinkard with Delver. So we lost that. Uh, I played. What is it? The Academy Showcase, the Popper 8 band that Justin was running too. Oh. Uh-huh. And I played some Ghoul Razor Model Black Control there, lost <laughs> to uh, Jason the Mind Sculptor who writes for MTGO Strat. He was playing Affinity and he just ran over me with. Uh, you know, uh, affinity million, does that A million four fours on turn 3 so. yeah, Affinity
1: does that <laughs> Yeah
0: uh, What else was there? I think that was it
1: mm-hmm. Maybe yeah.
0: Anything else? Try to put together a standard Selesnya beatdown deck and Yeah I don't have Voice of Resurgence because it's expensive
1: Yeah you need that card To make Selesnya work
0: Uh, I mean, the deck is strong enough that I'm winning pretty handily in practice, but
1: you know, uh, practice is obviously not a... Voice Resurgence, Celestia is a good deck, but Voice Resurgence just puts it right over the top of the hill and sends it down, (laughs) because it's ridiculous, (laughs) just ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So if I ever accumulate enough tickets, I'll buy some. Buy a place out of Voice of Resurgence, and I actually have a standard deck. I have yeah. everything else for the deck except Voice. <laughs> yeah.
1: <sighs> what have I been doing? I uh, I'm I'm actively doing uh, uh, Belts' EDH league at the store, starting this last Tuesday. First last Thursday, so now I've I've been uh, going through all of my EDH decks and making them uh, league worthy because uh, there's a big difference between the group I play EDH with when we meet at my house on Saturdays and the league group that plays at uh, at the store. <laughs> there's a big difference. So I've had to rethink a bunch, uh, rethink like all my EDH decks. So spent a lot of time doing that the last few days. Uh, been trying to get online and messing around with the brew of the month, which mono green has been kind of hard, hard going. Right, I just I, I really feel that there's just not uh, with the uh, with the other with the other stuff leaving that there's not. A whole lot out there to make Mono Green viable with the yeah. current meta game. It's really, really hard.
0: Yeah, that's what I came to as well. Like some kind of conclusion that I came to. It's just like the only way that I've been winning games is typically like they don't have the right removal, or they just don't have any removal, yeah. or they get mana screwed or something.
1: Yeah, it's just it's. It's so hard. It's like, uh, there's not enough dream to make it work. So, I, I'm still working on it. I haven't given up on it, but it, it's been hard. It's It's been a huge uphill battle.
0: Yeah, and it gets really hard, too, because the I think the de- the Black Devotion is just too good.
1: Yeah, Black Devotion is ridiculous. Yeah, like
0: <laughs> if all they need to do is remove one or two of your guys and then play a grey merchant and you're just like, well, now I lose because you gained all the life that I would beaten you down with before. Yeah. I and mean, it's it's ridiculous.
1: It's just really hard.
0: And it's not fast enough either. That's that's Beautiful. one of the biggest problems. It's just not fast
1: enough. Yeah, and that's the big thing about Green Stompy and Classic. You you look at the Green Stompy Building Classic and it's it's all one drop, two drop beaters that, that get big really fast and you don't have that in the standard in the standard meta at all. It's it's all your green beaters are are, or are instead threes and fours and threes and three and four is just too slow. Yeah, and I'm so so it, just I,
0: I goldfish like a turn five kill with the deck, but you know, yeah, that's assuming no interactions at all and your opponent doesn't have any blockers or any removal. Oh yeah. So I mean, and turn five is turn five is like what white weenie does in classic popper. Uh, so you know, White Weenie is like a fair deck from classic. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So, been doing that. Uh, I'm on my last week of work at the school because I put my two week notice in. Because I just night shift and that is not working out. So. Had that. I've been on. This, just started that this week, and then I'll have hopefully more time to get more stuff done around here, done with the show, and just life in general. Yeah. Getting ready for this weekend because we got this coming weekend because we have our tabletop night. I have a bunch of my friends coming over. We're gonna play some tabletop, uh, tabletop over here, over here at my house. Some legendary and. uh Big game that we all like to play, Legendary, and a whole bunch of other games, <laughs> Battle Tech and stuff. So, getting that ready. That's about all I've been up to, though. So,
0: sounds pretty nifty.
1: Oh yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I, I've. I like playing video games, but the more I've been getting in the tabletop, the more I am not liking video games. It's. <laughs> I have. Found that uh, playing tabletops just a lot more fun because it's it's like you play video games you're not really interacting with anyone and like you sit down at a table and play like a game like Legendary or you know whatever the game may be uh, another another one is Hoplomachus, which is a local game that a local game creator invented or designed that's fun it's a lot more fun sitting across the table from a bunch of people and playing just more fun. I mean, the, the social interaction is just, well, is just worth it.
0: So... Right. Is that, is that what people play Paper Magic?
1: Yeah, social interaction is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But you, you have to have the right group of friends to do that, too. It's just not necessary. I mean, necessarily it necessarily doesn't work with everyone, but if you have that group of friends, it tends to be really, really fun. So,
0: Yeah, I, just that, not, I can't do it with the family around and everything. Yeah. Taking off taking off all that time away from the family and then Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. It it takes it takes a little bit of of time scheduling and stuff, but it's like one day. It's like uh, maybe one day. And then the rest of the week is all uh, doing stuff, other stuff. So. But yeah. Other than that, uh yeah, so yeah, this is a popper cast. Uh want to wish all our veterans out there a very happy Veterans Day uh, for serving our great country and all that. Yay. Mm -hmm. Yay. But, uh, yeah, uh, as you mentioned before, two-ticket Tuesdays. uh, uh, There's an article on it here that I posted. It's given all the information on it. Seems like it's uh, going the whole month of uh, November on Tuesdays, and looks like it sounds like you already once uh, gotten some decent stuff out of it.
0: Yeah, you actually have to have two wins to get anything. So, I like I it's a lot. It's not as good a value as I thought it was. It's still pretty really good value. Yeah, but um, it's a thirty-two player events, and you win prizes based on how much you win. So. 1st place gets 6 packs 2nd place gets 4 packs 3rd and 4th place get 2 packs and 5th through 8th place get 1 pack so yeah. you need to win 2 rounds to be in the top 8 yeah. and you get the 1 booster pack yeah. and then everything else you win from that obviously goes up, up to yeah. the, finals. the big the big draw of this really is uh, it's phantom sealed by the way Ooh, that's cool so the big draw of this is it's only two tickets, right? So you can play, and it's worth at least an hour of play for two tickets, in uh, in a format that's not based on Voltrons. Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah. I have mentioned this before, but I don't like Theros.
1: It's yeah, I've 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 quit drafting Theros after the last draft. is like two, I think I last drafted Theros two weeks ago. Just didn't feel like drafting, it. it's like it, it, the, the format got the drafting Theros got boring, and I think as a as a general part, talking to talking to belts, belts is like yeah drafts. We've been barely getting people showing up, or not just enough to have a tournament. It's like because everyone who is in inter- is interested in Theros, they buy boxes at a time in our area, so they already got the cards they want. They have no need to really draft it because they're getting it there and got everything they wanted out of the set. Because as much as Theros was, is, was a really cool concept by Wizards, it uh, they made it so you have your 10 or 15 cards that everybody wants and everybody, you know, bought like mad to get them but now that you've bought, everyone's bought like mad to get exactly what they want, now they don't even really care about Getting anymore, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like, hey, I want that. I want my my Thassa. I got my place out of Thassa's I'm, I'm good now. I really don't care, you know. It's, which I mean, it's 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 the downfall of almost every set of Magic that comes out. You always have that the, card, the cards that everybody wants, but you have some sets like uh, Return to Ravnica is a good example of that Return to Ravnica was just generally fun to draft. Yeah, I mean it was a good set, and it was it, was a, it came from a, a popular block that everyone wanted to see again, and it was just fun to draft in general. It was a great set to draft, and I really think uh, they, they're. I don't. It's just. I don't know. It's just really weird. Theros drafts. Theros drafts out really really weird. <laughs> so.
0: No, well, I mean everything that that people have said is that it's actually a really good format to draft. I'm just like, I don't like the format at all.
1: (laughs) Well, it's (laughs) just, it's all based on enchantments, and it's like, uh, the person with the biggest creature wins. Yeah. That's, That's pretty much every match I've had. Every match I've done was the person with the best creatures won. Had nothing to do with being the Rakdos deck, or being the control deck, or being the tempo deck, or... Or whatever it was. I ah, My creature's bigger than yours, and it's going to stomp over everything that you put out, so let's go on to a new game. Hmm. So. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's, it's magic. It has its ups and downs. I think all of us that have been playing this game long enough realize that, so it's not that big of a deal. So. But. I don't know. What do we have for articles? We've got uh, an article from MTGO Academy from Michael Radzwillow. That's an awesome last name. I like it. (laughs) Uh, It's an article about a Midnight Presence deck, which we've talked about this deck before, but being that uh, we're left with uh, less of a combo deck... It isn't surprising that you're starting to see these decks become come to the point where people are getting interested in them because they're looking for a comp. They're looking for a combo deck, and Midnight Guard and Presence of Gond is 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 fits in that category of being a combo deck, which in this article, the article was pretty good. Uh... I read through it it which, which immediately brought my brought my eye to this is the fact that they were comparing it to one of my favorite modern decks ever, drifts uh, Twin. Yeah. <laughs> it's the modern deck that I have in paper. It's a, a deck I spent a lot of money to make. It's uh It's basically our classic midnight Guard presence of combo. And uh, they're comparing it to the Splinter Twin Pestermite Deceiver X Arch combo, which, yeah, it's a thing. I mean, it's it, they're they're similar. They're very very similar. It makes a bunch of dudes. Uh, And uh, it makes yeah, it makes a bunch of dudes, and you can win off of it. But uh, I think. The, obviously we're looking at popper to a format where you're using rares so the the automatically everyone's like oh well the splinter twin combo is just better because it has the rares and stuff it's like yeah this this one falls apart the midnight guard presence gone combo falls apart a little bit easier but you're playing popper so that you're going to have that it's you're playing in a format where you it's a, a strategy like that is winnable Anyway, so oh well, yeah. you know. Yeah. But
0: that's, uh, that's just just like Splinter Twin, though. It does just like it's really hard to beat a counterspell deck. But if yeah. you're not encountering a counterspell deck. You're you basically just need to protect your guy. Yeah. And doesn't Cyclops decks don't they already do that?
1: Yeah, Cyclops decks do that too. I mean, it's you just gotta you just basically build the build the deck around that those in this case, the the twin deck being I have one, it's basically building a deck around twelve cards. Yeah. Is what you're doing. And my version actually is a Grix twin. I'm actually running a little bit of black to play Terminate and stuff like that. Hmm. Some creature kill cards along with some uh cards like uh um what is it ha- or Kozlik Koslik's Inquisition yeah and stuff like that until I can get a hold of Thoughtseizes because I'm not going to pay the ungodly amount of money they want for them right now <laughs> it's just not happening no it's only seven bucks it's fine not in paper in paper they're 25 a pop so I'm not paying 20 dollars for one card it's, that's just not even happening it's not even I, I refuse. I absolutely refuse to pay that much money on a card. So or were we basically I talked about that in this article the Michael gives three different versions of this deck that are in the midnight this is the your first one is your basic midnight presence version one. It just runs your basic getting the combo as quickly as possible. And then we go down even further and we've got Green White Soul Sisters, which is uh your Soul Sisters deck without the midnight I'm guessing that yeah, that's what's why is this even in here? Why is he even talking about it this kind of oh yeah the considering the Soul Sisters list went that went four oh a four oh list in the daily, okay. And then he talks to the talk about taking the soul sisters deck and the midnight combo deck and making green white midnight sisters, which basically it's your midnight sisters with that combo in play to make it so you're just never going to die ever <laughs> yep because you can infinitely infinite out your life total and they'll never be able to let that touch you yeah. so. Which sounds like fun. That'd be fun to actually do once in a daily. Be like, you're never gonna kill me. Just gain like, gain like a, gain like some inc- ridiculous amount like 5,000 life and just be like, okay, I'm not do whatever you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna do 5,000 damage. <laughs> so life
0: gain's pretty relevant actually. If you, the Soul Sister tech works on a couple different fronts in that uh, you can just play a couple, you know, play, basically play it as a fair Soul Sisters deck and, and then if you happen to assemble the combo, great. Otherwise you can play it like basically like a white weenie type of deck. Yeah. But you don't have to assemble the combo to win with the Soul Sisters deck.
1: No. You don't.
0: Which is why I like that version better.
1: Yeah. And then this, I'm guessing this green-white is just a play on trying to put the two decks together into one, so.
0: Well, but well, you need the the presence of Gond and yeah.
1: which is green and yeah. white. So, yeah, yeah. But it, it looks pretty interesting. Looks like something that I might mess around with later. Uh, so that that's a pretty good article. I read through that pretty good. And then we have an article by Ryan Bouchard. I'm not going to go much into this article because it's again, it's a big article with lots of explanations. But uh, basically this is an article by Ryan Bouchard. It's called the article's titled Comfort Zone, and basically what he's talking about is how when it, like when it, when you talk about the standard format of magic, or in, in any format really, how you have those big cards that everybody wants right away. They're they're really, really expensive, but people seem to forget the 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 bulk rares, those bulk rares and stuff like that that end up being something later on down the road like they may be they not be worth much like but a dollar right now but you find out later on that keeping a place set of that dollar rare pays off like pays off a few months down the road when they go up in cost and I've noticed that coming from a card shop you tend to see that after after a set's been out of print for a while all of a sudden, these cards go up in price, and you have all these people just dumping all these bulk rares out early, early on when they first come out. And then they're just like, "Well, it's a junk card. I don't care." And then you find find those same people, which I found hilarious, coming back to buy those cards that all those bulk buy those cards that they called bulk rares that were junk after it goes out of print for like five, six bucks a pop. <laughs> When they were just dumping them up, dumping them off freely when the set first came out, and basically he's just uh, talking about uh, how he's a commander player, and how some of these cards, because of commander, are actually go- going up in value because of that. Commander has almost given new life to some of these uh, some of these cards, and making them valuable, and it's it doesn't hurt and, and as as a rule of thumb, when I when a new set comes out and I'm buying for it, being I I am a EDH player, but I do have a tendency to keep at least one of every rare, just in case it does go up. You never know. I mean, this the Magic card market plays off so much like the, a real life stock market; it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I mean it's I mean it's you just got to be careful and that this. That's That's basically all he's talking about is this, in general, the whole article goes into that and just card investment, financial stuff, and all that. So, pretty interesting article, something to look at. And then we have an article by Jason Gray from MTGO Strat. It's a a Blue Black Mill deck, uh, Blue Black Mill Top 8 deck list. And he talks about the deck. And I've actually, when I I've actually played against this deck. Even blue-black mill standard popper was actually a thing before the before the cycle went away. And that deck is a nightmare to go against because if you want to play a cre- playing a creature deck against this deck is hard. <laughs> It is really, really hard to play creatures against this deck because it eats every creature that you put out.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much impossible to play creatures against the deck.
1: Yeah, it's super hard. I think the only way I ended up actually beating one of these things, one of these decks was because I was playing, I had enough heavy red burn to kill them, and that's it.
0: <laughs> what I hate about this deck now is that there's no Curse of the Bloody Tombs. There's no fast way to win. It's just, it's always going to be an insanely long game. Yeah. It's like you have two win cons. You can build them out, or you can beat them down with our Camp Masters. Yeah, that's that about
1: it. it? Yeah, that, that's, that's all you can do, and yep. it's ridiculous. It's just a crazy, crazy deck.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so, so as strong as the deck may be... Man, I don't ever want to play this.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those matches that you, if you're one of those players that doesn't want to give up, you have that thought in your back of your mind, like you know, I can pull out of this, I can pull out of this. You're going to be spending the full thirty minutes thinking that and not a con- and and realizing that there's not much you could actually do.
0: <laughs> yeah, but at least the blue black at least the blue black mill before rotation, it was like the curse of the bloody tombs. At least had a decent clock, right? Yeah. It was like I guess the worst, probably the worst case scenario is Crystal Bloody Team is gonna make your opponent die in twenty turns. Yeah. Now, this one's like forty turns. This is when your yes. Yeah,
1: like forty turns, and it's just, uh, just agonizing, agonizing the entire time. Yeah. And then that I remember when the the Blue mill first happened, like then people would start playing uh, creature regenerate creature, you know creature incursion from their graveyard and then that's when they added crypt incursion and that wasn't even viable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just it's it's a it's a good deck. I mean for the for the mill for the mill player, it's it's a great deck to play. It's just it's agonizing for your opponent. <laughs> like everything else that is a good deck. Yep. But it's it's a good deck. Didn't you say there was a follow up article to this? Uh yeah. Well I mean, it wasn't a follow up was like basically
0: it was a one of the ones that Brennan posted today yeah uh, and basically Boros won the PRE from yesterday or today or something like that I don't yeah know. yeah
1: but there's a pretty good article talks about a really good standard popper deck so it's there uh but basically that's all I really found I tried I tried bringing these good reads to like three articles instead of four or five so we're just not dropping a whole bunch of articles so but yeah it's there so so you guys can tune in and when you tune in every week you'll get I'll. Well, we'll mention about three I'll mention about three decent articles every week and let's we'll go off that so but yeah so next we got our metagame uh the first daily here I saw, or the Urza deck is still a thing. No, it's it's still getting four Os, apparently.
0: Yeah.
1: What was it's, this guy's name? I can't I can't pig remember. Pegleg. Pegleg, yeah.
0: yeah Pegleg. So yeah, the Urza uh, Urza Tron right now is the number three deck in the metagame. Okay. Delver is first at 17%. <sighs> Mono Black Control is second at 14%, and Urza is nine percent in the meta. Okay. So.
1: Yeah. It's uh, I kind of expected people would try this out, and I, and even 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 if it would win for a while, I figured this deck would eventually go on a decline. But uh, it's still there, so still be looking for it because it's still a thing.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I played it. Like I said, I played it on a daily today. It's actually it's a lot more consistent than I thought uh-huh. it was. Uh, this was my biggest problem with it initially. was like, okay, well, it's not consistent, and it's going <laughs> to die a lot to hard counter spells. So, I mean, I played a little bit of a different variation of the Tron deck than what you're seeing here. From Yeah. What did leg. you do different? I have two Ulamog's Crushers. An addi- well, an additional two Ulamog's Crushers. So, I'm up to three Ulamog's yeah. Crushers. I have four Fangered Marauders and two mall Splicers in the main deck. Okay. So my threat count is like two, three, four, five, five more big threats than these lists are typically running.
1: So basically what you're doing is instead of relying on two or three thre- threats, you're just adding more for the counter Counterspell deck to work around?
0: Yeah. So basically, I can just keep on playing into counterspells, and you know, eventually they're gonna <laughs> run, run out, out of, run out of counterspells. Hopefully,
1: you're banking on them running out, yeah. <laughs> which isn't that, which is isn't that far out of the realm of uh, possibility against something like a Delver deck because your counterspells are you only have a few. I mean, yeah, I think and the, Delver,
0: it, the Delver deck has only got the. Uh, the four hard counterspells, and then usually they'll run anywhere from three to five other counterspells like deprives and excludes and yeah. stuff. But the so thing is, okay. they have to hard, they have to spend a hard counterspell on mold drifters because you know mold drifters wrecks their entire deck pretty much. Yeah, and if they have to spend your hard, their hard counters on your mold drifters, then you can land things like finger marauders and regain some lost life by uh, setting them back on the tempo that they're trying to take advantage of. Yeah, uh, so if you land a Fanger and Marauder and activate the, you know, crack one egg, then you're way ahead. And then like, you yeah, know, like, if you land a Monks Crusher, if it attacks twice against a Delver player, they lose. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, so. pretty much universally. So. Oh
1: yeah, I mean Ulamog's Crushers, it, it's a win con in and of itself. It hits the board, and you just win most of the time.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> you have the, then you have the other out of the X spells, right? The Rolling Thunder, Care of X Torch. Yeah. You know, like, if they spend all their hard counter spells on that, and you have enough mana, you can just torch them out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, and I mean, that's, that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, I figured Urza's, like, Urza's people would mess around with them. I really thought, I really thought in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're gonna mess with this deck. They're gonna use these. (laughs) So... But, yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, Peg Leg 4-0 to that. But, yeah, that's what I kind of got out of that daily. If you look at the rest of the daily, it was a lot of your usual suspects. Your Delver was still showing up. Your your Stompy was showing up. So, a Slippery Boggle deck. Boggle's still a thing. Deluxe cough. got 3-1 with that. Uh, but, yeah, so we still have our, uh, our, our regular older decks that have been winning for a while in there, just Urza's kind of. Uh, I don't want to say it's a new hotness, because uh, I mean I, no, I still it pretty much is. <laughs> you think so? Okay. I, I thought it might need a few more weeks of uh, being something before you it would be considered that, but so
0: yeah, it's been around for a little for a few weeks now. It's just picked up. Yeah. It's picked up a lot in popularity in the past two weeks now because people are picking yeah. it up and learning how to play it. No. Heck, I know I'm, I know I'm
1: taking it to another daily for sure. Because I
0: remember... I was so close.
1: Yeah. Because I remember a few... It was a long... Like, uh, before episode 100, that a, a deck had come up using Tron. And at that time, we thought, you know... It was, at that time, I remember talking about it when we were talking about it on the show... And it was like, hey, you know, this is, sounds like fun, but, you know, this could never be a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no,
0: no, the cloud, post. cloud post is obviously the better engine, but... Yeah. You know, but, Toronto has a place.
1: Yeah, it does now. <laughs> but, uh, so that's that daily. Our next daily we have here, uh, Scent of Cinder Ichiban That's the name of the guy. And let's we'll kind of go over this list quick. It's your basic red deck wins. It's a 4-0 list. It's a r- basic red deck wins. Uh, two forgotten caves, 17 mountains, and four Kelvin Marauders. Four chain lightnings, four fire blasts, four flame rifts, two incinerates, four lava spike, four lightning bolts, four needle drop, four rift bolts. Uh, three cent of cinder. Yeah, that's a weird one. Four Searing Blaze and one Shard Volley, and your your sideboard is basically the same with the three Electricities, three Flaring Pains, three gorilla Shaman, three Pyroblast, three Smashed Smithereens. My question here is, what was this guy thinking with Scent of Cinder?
0: Uh, he was thinking of the Nut Draw, where he <laughs> reveals six red cards with Scent of Cinder.
1: And hitting for six on turn yeah, two. Yeah, hitting for six
0: on turn two. It's just... It's not going to happen like that.
1: Like, that I think mean, for...
0: Yeah, Scent Sinder of Cinder's only good in your opening hand. Yeah. Man, if you top-deck it, like, turn three or four, you're going to be like, why did I put this crappy card in my deck? It's a... It's a... It's a sorcery speed shock at that point. If Yeah. It's that. It, may be, it may not even be that.
1: Yeah, it's... I don't know, I guess... He foretold this list. I'm willing to bet that scent of cinder did not do that much work as he thought it would.
0: I don't know. It, it might have. Like, like I said, it's like it's kind of like if you hope for the nut draw. Sometimes you're going to get it. Right? Yeah. When I played Tron in today's daily, I I assembled Tron on turn three. Like, out of uh, out of like ten games that I played, I assembled Tron on turn three on like probably four games. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can nut draw. I know one of those games I just, I blindly drew into Tron. I didn't even use any fish <laughs> maps or anything. Nice. So That's so awesome. I started with two Tron pieces in my hand, and like, the next next turn I drew one, I'm like, okay, well, that's sweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, well, well, I think this is one to watch, see if this card continues, but I really don't think we're going to see Scent Cinder in the next coming weeks.
0: No, I don't think so. I think Burn is on the downswing too, as Delver picks up. Like cause yeah, Burn can't beat Delver,
1: ever. No, too many counterspells. Yep. I mean, not, we talked about the counterspells before, but your your spell stutter sprites eat these things alive. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, that's where we're at with that. This list is what I found there. And then uh, the only other, other thing I found on MTGO Academy was this little graph thing that they posted and giving the new percentages. I, I can't remember what the last update of this was, but uh, the new percentages on the different decks and of 40ing and stuff like that, where we still have Model MBC at 17%, and Affinity at 13%, Delver Blue at 11%, Burn at eight percent, but as we talked about before, that's on a decline. So you guys can get, kind of take it, kind of take this to, you know, take it how take it how you want. I think this but,
0: graph is from uh, the month of October. Okay. Which is why you see so much model black control
1: there. Yeah. Uh, you
0: know, because black control is start, starting to fall, obviously, again, and. You know, somebody had asked me, like, why does Mono Black or why is Mono Black Control less popular than Delver now? And I'm like, well, it's because Black Control got really greedy and started playing Corrupts. Yeah. Instead of Crypt Rat and Unearth." So, yeah. the Delver decks capitalized on that, and like, like, okay, well, if you're not going to play Crypt Rats, I'll just counterspell you.
1: Yeah, I mean, Corrupt is, uh, Corrupt is, I mean, let's look at the card Corrupt itself. Uh, five mana, five colorless mana, one black, and uh, we're going to deal X damage to however many swamps that I control in my hand I have in play, right? Yep. Look, if you look at if, if you're looking at that card on paper, it is looking really good. I mean, ideally, you're looking at that card saying, hey, I could build something around this. But, the downside to that is you need, it, it, at the end of the day, it is still a six cast spell that you have to have at least six mana to play. And you don't want to cheat playing it faster because you're not getting your value out of the card. So you literally have to wait for that those six swamps to even make it viable. And in a deck where you're seeing uh, these MBC players, some of these MBC players, still playing the Baron moors because I've seen a few decks like this playing on playing in the practice room where people are playing getting greedy and playing corrupt but they're still playing the Baron moor and the polluted Myers which if you're gonna play corrupt you can't play those those lands
0: I mean you still can it's just you need to be you need to be much lighter on those lands.
1: Yeah, I mean, but... It, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's still a risk. It's still really risky in my eyes. I mean, if... I look at it this way. If you're going to be the corrupt player, then be the corrupt player and play the Swamps. Yep. You know what I mean? But if you're gonna... If you're not... If you're, you're not gonna... del it, If you're not gonna go that route, then don't use the corrupts. And just go with the Crypt Rats. Go with the... Go with the you know, the ravenous rats and that stuff. Because that will get you there every time. That's why those cards are so good. Yeah. You know? It's just I part part of me thinks that I think when Model Black Control came back, everyone got so excited that they were just like, Hey, we're gonna play the crap out of this and start using the cards I the pet cards I like to use. But some of those pet cards don't work. Yep. And They're exactly that. They're pet cards. So. But, uh... Because I, myself... Like, my first introduction to Popper was listening to episode 2 or 3 of Popper to the People, and I was just a listener, and Chris talking about the Mono Black Control deck and actually building it, and like, hey, this is a fun deck to play. And then it fell out of favor for a while. Or, for a long time. But, uh, I mean, it's it's... I mean, it's. I mean, just. I think Mono-Black Control, if it wants to continue in this meta, they're gonna have to just go back to the, go back to those cards. They're gonna have to go back to the the Crypt Rats and the Ravenous Rats, the Chittering Rats, and, and stay in that realm. If 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 people want that want the deck to stay in the meta, yeah, it, uh, it's it has to happen. It, it, it has to. I'm not saying that.
0: Uh, you know you can't play mono black control at all you can't play Gray Missions, but like i just i really hate corrupt it's just so slow and it gives yeah. it gives the dolver player like a virtual mulligan against you and you should beat you should beat dolver right yeah. yeah as a mono black player you should always beat dolver that should be like one of your best matchups yeah the more and, they draw
1: the happier you are yeah
0: so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so as the as a model Black control, you need be a, your deck needs to be able to do what it does best, which is beat Delver. Um, the problem I think with model Black control now is Burn is a rough matchup for it because it just can't gain life fast enough for you know, yeah. Burn has that turn four kill, and that's when your soonest life gain comes online is uh, turn four with tendrils of corruption. Yeah. Um, that's but, assuming
1: they're even playing creatures.
0: Yeah. So that's when you're. And that's another thing too with Mono Black Control is uh, most of these decks have just gotten rid of Ravenous Rats and Liliana Specter, so they're not forcing the burn decks to discard anymore. Yeah,
1: which is a mistake. Yes. <laughs> I that I, believe, I like the discard. I like the Mono Black Control discard engine because when you ha- when that engine is up, it is oppressive and it it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks for your opponent to play against because. Virtually, they can't draw anything that you're going to ma- They can't draw anything and keep it, because you're going to make them get rid of it immediately. <laughs> so... Yeah, so,
0: I mean, that means that basically your game one as a model black control player against Burn is always just dead, and then game two, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle, too. Yeah. Because you have to hopefully, you know, get your sideboard cards in, like the Wrench Mines and your Okiba Gangs, so, the other reason, I think the other reason that Monoblack Control is falling out of favor a little bit is uh, Affinity. Right? They can just ATOC fling you on turn five, and there's not much you can do about
1: it. Yeah, that research, Perilous Research, is really, really good in that deck. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. I almost want to say it's creepily good in that deck. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I, I built that list and tried it, and I, I think I played through. Four matches with Affinity with Perilous Research, and I was like, "Oh, I can get behind this." Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind drawing more cards and playing more stuff. This this isn't bad at all. <laughs> so so. yeah,
0: anyway, that's sort of what I think now. Is this is why I mean, Black Control is still number two, right? It's only behind yeah. over and it's still it's a solid five percent of Tron, which is the next time I stop. So I mean, yeah. still control, control still has game, obviously, even with the heavier leaning on Corrupt and Grey Merchant that it's come to now but uh, so maybe these players are in the right and that's what they have to do to beat the new like the Tron and the Affinity and the whatever is that they have to run Corrupts to have those matches I don't really know because like I'll just I'll never run Corrupt it's always just it's so depressing to have a Corrupt like two corrupts in your hand against a Delver player, and you're like, God, I wish I was, these were just not
1: corrupts. I would
0: rather yeah. be Swamps.
1: Yeah, I wish there's something else I could do. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is, and that like in with Popper, the meta game changes so much that that's what that's part of the reason what I, that's part of the reason what uh, why people continue to play this format because. You can have like a few weeks of the same thing and all of a sudden something new comes out and just completely changes the face of the metagame. So that's that's the enter. that's the fun thing and alluring thing about the format in general. So yep. right. but Yeah. So. So that's that one. Uh then that's that's all we really got, or that's all we really or do you got your things here?
0: Yeah, just a couple links, just what I played. I played Delver for it. Okay. I won the tournament.
1: Sweet. Yeah. No, I. uh I had actually the, the, your YouTube videos. I have like when I'm sitting there, watching, when I'm sitting in the, sitting at Bio Life donating. I, if I, some I've gotten to the point where I've been sick of watching uh, Hulu and stuff. It's like, yeah, Sir Chris is up to you. <laughs> so I've been watching those. At, watching those, and I'm sitting there doing nothing. Which is just funny because I'll have like people come or like the nurses come by like oh how you doing I'm like oh I'm doing fine i like like what you watching and they kind of before I even say anything they kind of look at the screen and like it's like completely foreign language to them <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's kind of funny but uh yeah so yeah that that's there uh, that they'll be on the notes uh, check out Chris's stuff if you want. And then, uh, topic one. And now we're actually gonna spend a little bit of time on this. Uh, standard popper event reports by PDC Magic. Uh, we have two of them. One comes from ten twenty eight thirteen, 13 and the other one comes from 11 4 13. And we're just kinda gonna go over the first place lists here. Uh, our, our, our one on the 28th here. This is where that dim- the Demir's, deck came in yep uh it's by adner i think here yep again it's that deck we were talking about we'll just go over the deck list real quick here it's uh four okayomas four cancel four devour flesh uh, four essence Scatter, four grizzly spectacles four psychic strife psychic strike three pilfered plans that card's fun to play with Two Crypt Incursions, ten Swamp, Eight Islands, and Four Demir Guild Gates. Now on the sideboard it has three Beckon Apparitions, three Shrivel, three Duress, one Crypt Incursion, one Cremate. Uh, looks like he played against Is It? I it's, yeah, played against Is It, then played one against uh, what is this deck here? Fire Water Burn. Fire Water Burn. Uh, An Esper deck Uh, lost to a junk deck. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, The junk that doesn't surprise me at all because uh, junk is if junk does not need that much to be ridiculous. Virtually all I've played. I've played the junk deck before, and if you have, if you start out with a good hand. You don't need anything that you don't need anything in your library. If your starting hand is solid, if you have a really good starting hand, they your mill your person milling you can mill mill to their heart's desire. You're going to kill them.
0: <laughs> yeah, but this isn't this isn't junk enchantments. It's just junk good stuff.
1: Oh, junk good stuff. Oh, yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: It's, it's actually interesting that he lost. Must have been like some Mulligan problems
1: yeah but no i like i've i've played the junk enchantment deck against mill and mill has a hard time against that one just because uh if like i said if you have a good opening hand you don't need anything in your library it really doesn't matter you just need the land once you get your starting land you're good (laughs) so but yeah that's that so that's like his only loss was that that junk good stuff Took looks like he took out Grul. Um, G R Beast is probably Grul. Yeah, Agro. Uh, then another, another junk, and bad touch. That's a Gol- Golgari list. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I like Golgari. It's one of my pet colors that just which I really really like. They just just that never really works.
0: Yeah, it's just it's a green
1: um like a devotion deck.
0: So Okay. Yeah. Right, it's just using green for basically blockers like the to basically block flyers, I guess. No, to stop the flyers. Yeah. Okay. It's got the deadly recluse and trestle trolls. Uh cool, cool. so
1: Yeah. So that was a one oh deck. Uh looks like a pretty solid mill deck, so but again, it's that slow mill, which is agonizing. Yeah. <laughs> just agonizing slow mill. But, uh, so that was that list. Uh, then we have this next one, which actually makes me pretty happy because, again, it's one of, one of the colors, one of the color combos I like to play. Boros. So we got a first place Boros list. Yeah. I like, I, just looking at this list when I first looked at it, just, made me happy because I'm like this looks like fun <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's very much all in
1: yeah it's very much just I'm gonna continue to play creatures and I'm just gonna keep beating you in the face till you're not you don't get up anymore <laughs> uh
0: so it's interesting this is like a pre m fourteen list
1: yeah basically <laughs> basically that's all it is uh, all they were play like uh, if you look at the comments here, it says. Oh, Could yeah, not... You can go for it and go through the list if you want.
0: Could not find main deck Lightning Strike, which, you know, Searing Spear. So, yeah, the list, the Boros listed one here is uh, four Daring Skyjacks, four Gorehouse Chainwalkers, four Skynet Legionaries, four Splatter Thugs, four Viaschino First Blades, four Wojek Halberdiers, three Founders Jute Denizens, three Rectus Shred Freaks, two Rubble Belt Makas. Three madcap skills. Seven mountains, nine or wait. Nine mountains, seven planes, and four Boros Guildgates. Hmm. Uh, there's presumably some main deck cards missing because PDC doesn't have the right uh, database update or something. So yeah. There's some number of lightning strikes and god willings gods willings in the main deck. Yeah, and protect yeah. your creatures. Uh, on the sideboard, you have three Keening Apparitions, three Annihiling Fires, three Chandra's Outrage, two Pacifism, and two Azorius Arresters. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, this... Uh, I like this list, like, a lot, just because it is... I mean, even for your... I think this deck, even for your control player, is a nightmare. Like, I couldn't imagine playing against... playing a control control deck against this would be very fun. Yeah, because it's like, like go ahead counter it. I'm just gonna bring another one out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and then, I think it's, it's really what
0: he's going for
1: there. It's just yeah, uh, like, swarming. Just, it's just like uh, Skynet Legionary counter. Yeah, that's fine. I got another one in my hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'll see it next turn. No big deal. <laughs> but uh, let's see what this one went against. Uh, round one, it went against a uh, no deck found. So apparently. Whatever. Uh, second it deck was a, mer- a a Gray Merchant deck. Yep. But that, yeah, Gray Merchant, they're banking on the Merchant, so that's much too slow for... the Boros will have you beat down before that. Uh, lost to Fire, Water, Burn. An is it list. Yeah, is it uh, control list, looks like. Right? Is it control list, yeah. So a lost to that uh then we it lost to uh, our one beat dimmer control and then uh that was round four dimmer control Yep. and then on the top eight, fire water burn looks like he came or yeah looks like he came back and beat the deck <laughs> the second time around yep <laughs> well that that makes sense too that makes sense that uh fire water burn may have beat him here. Then he come around and win on this one. Because going into your top eight, you would be expecting this deck and you would know how to combat against it, so you'd be ready for it. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me that he came on top on the second second meeting of taking, taking that deck on just because, okay, I played this deck before, I know what to expect. So that kind of gives you a bit of, a bit of leeway to play around certain spells and really start really start uh baiting out certain spells because you know they have them. Uh beat out uh what is it? Beat out or an Orzhov deck? No, isn't it? Yeah it's an Orzhov deck. Yeah. And what? then beat out what yeah. yeah, sorry. You're gonna say something? <laughs> I say yeah. Nothing. Oh good. <laughs> beat out beat out Orzov and then beat out Mono Black Devotion. Again, uh this again, it's just yeah, the mono black devotion thing—it's just everyone is really liking that and wanting to try that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: so. it's it's strong, right? Mono black devotion is probably it's still going to be the best deck, even if it did lose to Boros here, yeah, you know, it lost to Boros in three games. Yeah, so it could just be like you know a die roll type thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think what really makes this deck pop is the fact that he has Madcap skills. Uh, coming from uh, if you coming from playing drafting it, Madcap Skills like when I was drafting Return to Ravnica, or the, the 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 Ravnica block, Madcap Skills was the card that if you're playing red, you were going to win with. Yeah. If they couldn't remove that creature, you were going to win because that Madcap Skills is ridiculously good. <laughs> it's just a really really good card. Yep. So. And then don't even don't even start with me as playing uh, playing some guy, and somehow he got madcap skills out, and he gave got the creature that had madcap skills first strike. That just makes it worse. <laughs> it's so like that
0: oh, that guy's you can't never block it. And...
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. Well, now it has first strike. So even if I do try to block it, my creatures are going to die anyway. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's uh, that. I do have to say so far what we're seeing in Standard Popper, the decks are pretty interesting. It's it's a lot of really cool stuff. A lot of a lot of new kinda I won't say necessarily new stuff, but cool stuff out there. Yeah. Which uh going into our standard popper events and talking about the events goes into our brew of the month. And uh Sounds like it's not doing too hot for us. No, not really.
0: <laughs> uh, other decks attacking, like, I can beat the aggro decks, right? If, if I'm up against aggro, I beat the aggro deck. Yeah. Uh, I'm also pretty good against Is it control decks. Yeah. But any black-based control deck,
1: if they nuke my dude, I'm just dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, there's no
1: coming back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so far, what I've seen with playing my mono green list, my Monogreen aggro list is, and we talked about this before, but uh, it, mon- mono green stompy and standard popper just isn't what it is in classic. It's much slower. All your big Stompy creatures are threes and fours compared to having your standard, your standard, your classic list being one and two, one and two drop beaters that are good. Uh, I think the deck really just fails in the in the for Stomp, for what Stompy's supposed to do. Stompy is supposed to be I'm laying creatures fast and I'm hitting. Where with standard popper, we just don't have that. We just don't have that ability to do that.
0: Yeah, the, the pump spells aren't good enough. No, it, but they and, aren't. And the the small creatures are just not powerful enough. Like your small yeah. creatures are just. So you're not you're not really playing a stompy deck. You're playing a ramp deck, or yeah. a ramp or a mid range deck. Really, yeah, mid range is really more more where it's at. It's more mid range, I think. Yep. Yeah. So and the mid range decks are going to lose pretty hard to the to the hardcore control decks.
1: Yeah, because they have time to sit and build a mana base up to answer whatever you're going to play. Yep. And so
0: if they remove your dudes and then they get a high enough devotion count and play like two gray merchants, you just lose. Yeah. So I think that's a big problem with the deck because it just can't beat Green Merchant. Yeah. And if you can't, I mean, beat, it, green, if you can't beat Green Merchant in this seven of meta, there's, no. you, can't, you can't play the deck. Yeah, you can't.
1: And I think a big thing is, if any green does succeed in uh, Standard Popper right now, it needs helping colors. Whether it be blue, whether it be red, whether it be black. It, it needs colors to help it win it can't do it on its own where mono black can you built the right mono black list mono black can succeed on its own and it's just it's it's really really hard and i have i have been playing playing my matches and stuff and it's it's a grueling uphill battle even to pull off one win which i have done i i have lost one to, i have lost and lost and won one mad one game in the middle but even winning, it, even when you do pull off the win, it doesn't seem like a very b- great victory anyway, considering that your, your opponent probably just didn't draw what they needed yep. to win. And you got you won because you they were slower because you had the time to build up and they couldn't answer it because they got bad draws, which I don't think is necessarily a good way of winning anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's not telling anything. Like so. The other way
0: that we could go with it is uh, sort of make like a, a hexproof theme. We have Cerule Gatekeepers, right? Or not really Gatekeepers, uh, Glade Cover Scouts. You have the Glade Covers, um, yeah. And Black Rhinos. Yeah. So that's We have eight picture. hexproof creatures
1: to play around, so In yeah. In green, yeah.
0: In green. So and then you
1: go, I, I think you would probably need to splash white for it. Maybe, Do we want to change maybe. it up? Do we want to change it up again and go with the building, trying something different again? Uh, and
0: I don't know if it's worth it though, because Hexproof is well. I don't like playing Hexproof, personally,
1: but I don't either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I think that's where you need to go though with the type of deck. If we want to keep on working on this, we can go with
1: yeah. go with a the hex
0: proof theme, a hex proof sub theme, and just try and make some adaptations yeah. work and. Yeah,
1: forced adaptations. We we have all the enchant creatures to work with. Yeah, like leaf crown triads. Yeah, like so. so we
0: can try it. Might um, as well. I mean, we really like have it.
1: all months to do this.
0: So. And still play uh, Nessian and Asps and stuff. Uh-huh. As, a, as a sort of backup plan, you know, play pretty your, much. Big, big fatties as a backup
1: plan. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's the route we need to go.
0: Are there any lifelink so. auras? Uh, I guess. Mark of the Vampire. So I think I might, I might actually go for Splashing Black.
1: Yep, yeah, we might have to try building junk again. Black, white, green junk. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But, if we, I don't know if you need white. Maybe you do, but. Think, yeah. Well, you want you want Armor. Okay. <laughs> the card's too good. Come on.
0: I was just <laughs> and, thinking of like stab wound and. <laughs> well, stab wound's good too, but I mean Ethereal
1: Armor. Come on, really.
0: That's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, fun to then, play with. So then let's get looking at the Junk Enchantments. And then it's like, I uh,
1: know, I know, I know. Uh, we'll see. Let's try doing black, green, and option of white if we have to. Yeah, I want to do like a black, green
0: mid range. Okay,
1: let's try, okay, let's try that. Going. Let's do black, green, and use white only if we have to. All right. Okay, right, we'll do that. Sweet. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we kind of got a plan of attack here for the next week. Uh, on to your wonderful
0: Rage of the Week. Uh, once again, brought to you courtesy of Justin, who's been courteous enough to share these things with me. He watches all the daily events, uh, recaps, and whatnot, so he sees everything that happens. So the first Rage of the Week is brought to you by the user Dre. Dre. Who comments yeah. to his opponent, Lucky Noob. Dre has defeated <laughs> from the game. <laughs> so Justin comments, Noob, noun. A person or a player who regularly wins in daily events and just two o'd you to reach a four-no record. <laughs> uh, the second rage of the week is brought to you by TurboKitty three thousand, which we did a pretty crazy rage on uh Sneak Kid, like a week or so back. <laughs> so I'm beginning to think Turbo Kitty 3000 is just a rager. So he must be. And this is sad because he's supposed to, uh, supposedly he's a pro, like a platinum level pro or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So anyway, he's uh, very, very bad. So I'm actually gonna call him out now. I wasn't gonna call him out before because like, well, you know what? Maybe he's just like a good player who got a really bad beat and he was really mad that day. But No, the second rage means he's just a rager. So yeah. Uh. So he's commenting, he's being attacked, he's playing a Stompy, I guess. And it looks like. He might be playing Burn? Yeah. So Kitty 3000 is playing Burn. <laughs> so Kitty 3000 said, It's 4%, I can't lose this game, so I guess I'm gonna be Shuffler again. And I'm assuming he's gotta be like, English is not his first language here. Apparently. Um, and he says, uh, I have 80% win percentage in daily with Zorius Kitty. And then his opponent responds, "Why would you play anything else?" And Turbo Kitty says, "Because I want to watch movie. I hate Mono Red." <laughs> and then Turbo Kitty says, "That's dumb. Both games easy win if deck draw like ninety percent draws what's supposed to." <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I think he said that he has a ninety percent win percentage if he's draw if he draws what he's supposed to. But, yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, I've played Stompy against Burn a few times, and I felt like it was pretty,
1: pretty even. solid.
0: Yeah, because both of them have a four turn goldfish, and that's basically yeah. what both decks are doing. They're goldfishing against each other. Yeah. Uh, Burn can have a slight edge with Searing Blaze. You know, if they can manage to Searing Blaze one of Stompy's guys, but I still think it's pretty fairly even.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, and the, if he's that concerned about winning, maybe he shouldn't be watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> if he's that concerned about winning, maybe he should be focused on the game instead of watching a movie.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you don't, you don't really need to do anything <laughs> with Burn, right? Burn is complete, I was almost completely non-interactive. yeah. I'm not going to say it's completely non-interactive because there are some decisions you have to make and some enemy turn plays and whatever, but for the most part, Burn is pretty much a solitaire deck. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the third rage and the best rage of the week is brought to you by uh, a guy named Beat the Bots. So here's a shout-out, Beat the Bots. He's playing with Strandbaugh, who's playing Delver. Uh, Beat the Bots is playing, looks like White Weenie.
1: Yeah.
0: he comments, uh, beat the bot's comments, your deck is a giant pile of blank. Just so, <laughs> just so you know, I've never seen a worse pile of trash in a popper tournament ever. <laughs> Strandbot resp- responds, poor you. And <laughs> Strandbot win, uh, wins the game on turn 13. <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny. Justin's, I like Justin's comment here. Under the category of, I can't believe I lost to that, when that is a well-known top-played to deck in Pauper with few alterations. Yeah, it has been
1: a well-played, uh, a very good deck for, like, a long, ever since Magic first began. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. White Weenie has always been there since, like, probably Alpha Beta. Because <laughs> it's <Yeah>. good. <laughs> Straight to the point. Uh, so, What do Rages, you do? Rages of the
0: Week. Thank you for Beat the Bots, TurboKitty3000, and Dre for providing our listeners with entertainment.
1: Yes. You know, I'm going to be really sad when uh, the day people at Ragers realize that we're doing this, and all of a sudden, like, you get have weeks upon, oh, yeah, no one really rages anymore. <laughs> I say, uh, Justin's,
0: he's, uh, he's commented that a lot of people, that raging has gone down a lot, and... Ever since we
1: ever since we started bringing it up, yeah. Well, I
0: don't, I don't know if it's just since we started bringing it up or people just got used to the the um, the meta and like the types of decks. Yeah, that have been happening.
1: <laughs> it is pretty embarrassing though to like if I was one of the rangers to be like coming across this podcast and be like, oh crap, people are watching, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so. That's good. Thanks, Justin, for that. Uh, you got anything else before I make an announcement? Uh, no, I'm good. I got one announcement to make here. Uh, this is a message to going out to, uh, what is his name now? Uh, making... Where is it here? Uh... Message going out to making smart plays. Uh, received your message, sent it back to you. Uh, please respond to me and, uh, we can arrange that. So, yeah, uh, this is my, uh, just letting you know because I know you listen to the show. Uh, yeah, just let us know. Let, just get in contact with us. we'll set that up. Uh, what else? Basically, uh, no, that's about it. Uh, other than the fact that we have Chris going back on editing duties for the show to make it a heck of a lot easier all around for everybody, I want to thank Chris for doing that because I am nowhere near the editing have near nowhere near the editing capabilities that he does. He's like awesome at it. So yeah, we got that. Uh, but other than that, uh, I think we have a show. Um, so basically, until next week, this is Nate. And I'm Chris. This is Popper to the People.